are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, the title of my message today is New Year, New Hopes, New Dreams. And uh, I have a foundational faith scripture, one that is very important to me. And I think if our hopes and dreams are to be realized this year, this coming year, then we're going to have to stand on one of those great promises of God's Word. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. We never want to forget the power that works in us. The Bible tells us, and those who have accepted the Lord into their lives, know and understand that when we say we have Jesus in our heart, it is by His Holy Spirit that that takes place. And when you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you are a powerhouse for the Lord. A gentleman moved into a retirement community to live out the rest of his days. It wasn't long until he made a number of friends. There was one lady in particular that he was especially fond of, and she was fond of him as well. They spent a lot of time together, and finally one evening he proposed to her. And uh, they said their good nights, and He went to his flat. In the morning he woke and he thought, you know, I proposed to that lady and I can't remember what she said. So he, I can tell those jokes, okay? One time I wasn't a senior, but now I'm one of them. So I'm one of them. So he, uh, and I, you, you, seniors understand that we do have a little bit of problem with our memory, okay? So I, I'm getting somewhere here. Just hold on. <clears throat> so he, he, he goes to her and he says, you know, he said, I'm really embarrassed. He said, I asked you to marry me last night, and I don't remember if you said yes or no. And she said, oh, thank goodness. I remember saying yes, but I couldn't remember who I said it to. (laughs) Many of us feel that way about New Year's resolutions. We tell ourselves, this year I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to exercise regularly. And the old treadmill starts to sweat, thinking I'm going to really get a workout this year, but you don't have to worry. 
After about a month, it's collecting dust again. Uh, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do all kinds of things to improve my physical and spiritual health. By the time February rolls around, we have forgotten what we had proposed to do. It's important to set the tone for the new year. Don't let the world's negativity get on you. Don't let that spirit overtake you. Let faith get into your heart. Maybe you had it rough in 2014, but believe that the tide is turning. Stand on the promises of God's word. Believe that things are about to shift in your favor. God will open doors that you never dreamed possible because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Do you realize how powerful that verse is? God is able. Not I am able. I'm able to do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. God is included in what we can or cannot do. Don't forget the power. It's God working in us, enabling us to find our hopes and dreams in the new year. I want to talk about three important words to help us meet our goals for 2015. The best year you've ever seen. I'm a poet and don't know it. 2015, the best year you've ever seen. The first word is believe. In Mark chapter 9, 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this wasn't one of our politicians that said that. This wasn't the President of the United States or the Queen of England. This was Jesus himself. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you believe, you will get that job, that pay increase, that promotion. And don't be put out if you start believing for a raise and then you get fired. Because God's got something better for you. Don't rely on people for your promotion. Don't rely on people to see your dreams come true. Maybe you've got your eyes set on a, a pretty woman or or a handsome young man, and think this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And then they tell you that they don't love you. And you're in tears for days. I read the story one time about tears. There were two tears floating down the river. And... Uh, 
one said to the other one, Hi, I'm a tear that was jolted by a lover. And uh, the other one said, I'm the tear that got him. <laughs> if you believe, you will get what you desire. You will get well despite the negative medical report. God has his best plan for me and for you. You'll have an advantage because you're a child of God. You're the child of the most high God. You've got an advantage. Get ready for a year of favor and increase. Believe it. If you can believe, all things are possible. Don't allow what you've been through this year to set the tone for the new year. How dreary would that be if you've had a bad year in 2014? Oh, my. And going into a whole new year, and look what I've got to face. If you'll stay in faith, God will turn them into stepping stones. All you went through has deposited something in your heart that you can use to reach your goals in 2015. It prepared you. It molds you. It develops your character to face the new year. Without that adversity, you wouldn't be prepared for what God has for you in 2015. In 1 Peter 1, verse 7 the New Living Testament, it says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Show who? God or you? You, of course. God knows whether my faith is genuine or not. But sometimes I need to know. And these trials help you to know that your faith is genuine. This is from the Bible. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than gold. Do you hear that? Your faith is far more precious than gold. Gold is being worth more and more all the time, but your faith is worth more than that. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I've experienced health issues this year, but like David in Psalm 27, uh, 13 and 14, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It doesn't matter what the situation is or what it looks like. God is still God. And if I can believe, who knows what God will do for me this year? And do you know something? If this is the year that God desires to call me home, 
I'm going to have a good year. Amen? The Bible says that eye has not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love and serve him. So as a born-again believer, I know that the best is yet to come. I love life. I'd like to be around to see my, my grand, all of my grandchildren married and see my great-great-grandchildren. Amen? That would be nice. As long as I'm healthy and not in pain, that's a great, great way to live. Living for the Lord, experiencing His blessings, and having hope for another year. But whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Amen? We've got the best of both worlds. It's like having your cake and eating it too. It all comes down to those to whose report are you going to believe. I will believe the report of the Lord. His report says that by his stripes, I am healed. Now, I'm not one of those flaky people who just discards all of your medication and, and uh, thumbs down on doctors and nurses and all these things. I know that God has used the medical profession to keep me on this earth right now. It wasn't for the medical profession nine, ten years ago, I would have been pushing up daisies. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And how God chooses to use that, that's his business. I'm going to believe him. Amen? I'm going to believe him because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. It's a waste of time for you and I to try to figure out how it's going to be done. Just go with the flow. Jesus has got it all under control. I'm more than a conqueror. The rough times will not steal my vision. Regardless of what happens, I know in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And I have committed my whole life to him. My health, my wealth, my family, my friends. Everything is in his hands. In 2015, I will see God's favor in a new way. There's another word, and that's discernment. I happen to believe that not all physical difficulties, sickness, relationship breakups, personal attacks, etc., are of a physical nature. 
Some are. But there's a lot of things that happen in my lifetime and in the span of a year, if you want to break it down into years, are spiritual in nature. Sometimes it's a result of a spiritual attack. Not always. So we don't paint everything with the same brush. But we have to realize that there's an enemy out there trying to destroy me. He's trying to take my life. He's trying to take my happiness. He's trying to ruin me financially. He's trying to destroy my family. All of these things are happening spiritually. And at the same time, I realize that I and you and I, all of us, are responsible for our own actions. And there's consequences to the actions that we take. Where do I get such an idea? From the Bible. Where else? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. To deny that we are not in the spiritual warfare is foolish. And just to say that we're not doesn't change the fact that we are. And Satan will take advantage of a common call if you'll let him. When we, we encounter sickness or disease or personal problems that take away from our perceived control, we start to fear. Why? Because the evil one, Satan, stirs doubt in our mind and in our hearts. We doubt whether or not it's true that God is able to take care of us. Remember, our mind is the battleground of our soul. That's where most of the battles take place, in our mind. Something negative happens, and we go to prayer right away, right? Not likely. We battle it out in our mind, the what ifs. And you can break out in a sweat thinking about it. It hasn't even happened. And yet in your mind, it is so real and so clear. And so the spiritual battle begins. We start to rely on someone or something else to save us, to cure what is wrong with us. Someone that has a, a chronic illness often feels like a victim acts like a victim, thinks like a victim, prays like a victim. They feel as though their life has been taken away and they have no control. 
But as Christians, we need to remember. We never did have control, did we? We never will have control while you're on this earth. But our life is in his hands. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, in him we live and move and have our being. He created us and he sustains us. So we need to be discerning of these things. As believers in Christ, we need to also remember that we do not fight for victory. And that's the stand we take a lot of times. We're fighting for victory. But the way I see it as I read my Bible is that we fight from victory. We are already victorious. We are more than conquerors, the Bible says. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. It's not that he's going to be in you. He's in you already, if you're a believer. And then the third word I want to talk about today is focus. We need to keep our eyes on Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2 says, Therefore we, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Isn't that something? Hebrews talks about a great crowd of witnesses, a cloud of witnesses, people who have run this race long before you and I did. They put their hope and trust in the Lord, and he saw them through. But Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that gave us eternal life. God sent his son as a baby, and he died as a man on the cross. And the Bible says that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, Jesus did all this. He's the author of this, so that whoever believes, and I'm one of the Whoever, I was going the wrong way. Although I was brought up in a Christian home and spent most of my Sunday evenings on a church pew, they could call it a pew, a bench, basically cut my teeth on the bench. But I was going the wrong way. 
I was choosing my own way. When I was 14 years of age, I decided I wasn't going to church anymore. My mom and dad, in their wisdom, trusted the Lord that they had brought me up in the ways of God. And that when I would become older, I would not turn away from it. And while I was doing all the things that teenagers do, all of the bad things that teenagers do, my mom and dad were praying. They not only prayed themselves, but they told a little congregation that they belonged to about my wayward ways, the wayward ways of Hayward. And they asked, would you pray with us and believe with us? And one day, I accepted what Christ did on the cross for me. That's how important it is to believe. When you've taught your child everything you know to teach them, when you've made sure they've been in children's church or Sunday school, whatever the case may be, and now they're getting older and they're doing the very things that you prayed and hoped that they would never do. Don't lose faith. Believe. Believe in what His Word says. And ask God for discernment to do the right things because realizing that although that boy or that girl is not doing the things that you believe they should be doing. And the old enemy comes along and he taps you on the shoulder and he says, they don't respect you. Your son don't respect you. Your daughter don't respect you. Look what they're doing. They know what you stand for. They know what you believe. You might as well give it all up. Nothing's going to change. But you keep believing and you keep asking God for the right thing to do, the right thing to say. And one day they're coming home, coming back to Father God, crying on your shoulder and saying, Dad, Mom, I'm so sorry. You got to believe God. Satan plants seeds of doubt and anger and worry, self-reliance, discouragement and fear in us and those around us. It keeps us from concentrating on God and focusing on our own problems and on ourselves. By keeping us busy with our own problems, he keeps us from serving others and building God's kingdom. Oh, when I get over this, then I'll do something for the Lord. Why not try to do something for Him while you're going through a deep valley? I will not allow my circumstances to set the tone for 2015. 
I refuse to speak defeat over my life. I choose to focus on Jesus and the promises of his word that the Bible says is yes and amen to those who believe. Don't let divorce, financial setback, or any negative occurrence of the past set the course for your future. Life is not over. Your heart might be aching. Your heart might be breaking. But there's a sunshiny day coming if you will believe. If you will focus on the Lord, you will allow him to speak into your life. Name your future by saying the best is yet to come. Call in increase and blessing and favor. We should be enthusiastic about our future. Look to 2015 as the best year you've ever had. Constantly looking for God's goodness. God wants you to exceed your expectations. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. You have no idea what God wants to do for you. Even the hidden dreams that you've given up on, he desires to bring them to pass. I wouldn't doubt, but there are some of you who had some great dreams, and you've given up on them. You haven't even thought of them for a long, long time because you've thought it's not possible. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't listen to your mind. Listen to God speaking to your spirit. When Moses' life was coming to an end, he was directed by God to give the children of Israel some final instructions to make them aware of the consequences of disobedience and the blessing of obedience to his word. And just because this was given to Israel makes it no less applicable to this generation. And I'm going to read those. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. If you will fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord. Now, I want to say something. A lot of people think that the Old Testament is, you don't need it. Why invent, why try to reinvent the wheel? This is for our, our learning, for our understanding, okay? And God is no respecter of persons. He still wants his people to obey him. Do you believe that? So God says, if you're going to obey me, this is what you'll expect. 
This is what you'll have. And this is promises for 2015 for all who will believe. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading troll will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Isn't that something? Covers everything and anything you could ever do or think about in every way. The next slide. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people and he promised, as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. The next slide. Then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestor to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will borrow from none. And the next slide. The Lord will take you, make you the head and not the tail if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord, your God, that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Now, this was a beautiful promise that God gave Israel. Guess what? The condition was, if you will obey my words and do them. And Israel has gone through hell on earth because they never heeded what God said. But you and I are the spiritual seed of Abraham. And the Bible tells us that the promises of Abraham go to his spiritual seed as well as to his physical seed. But you know something? If you and I would take a passage of Scripture like this that does not, does not just apply to Israel but applies to the church and say this year in 2015, 
I'm going to put this scripture on my fridge, and every day I'm going to read that over, and I'm going to do my very best to follow that scripture. You will find that our hopes and our dreams will be fulfilled. This is what it means to be focused on God. It's reading and believing and doing His Word. And as we look into His Word, that's what we base our faith upon. It's not upon hearsay, it's on the Word of God. We believe. And by reading and heeding the Word of God, we get discernment to know right from wrong, to know good from evil. And we focus on His Word, and we focus on Christ. Follow God's Word and see your hopes and dreams fulfilled in the new year. Now unto Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Folks, it's not difficult. It is so plain, so simple that people who are wise in their own eyes stumble over it and go year after year after year missing out on the blessings that God has create, given for His created people. It's yours. You don't have to be able to walk on water. You don't have to be a religious freak. All you got to do is believe. I pray for you, for this church, this congregation, the blessings that God intended for us this year. Now, some. I believe we're right on the brink of something great. I enjoyed the worship service this morning, did you? Wow. I saw Josie cutting loose. You know something? We can allow ourselves to be rocked to sleep. Just going through the motions. Or we can come alive in Christ. Allow His Holy Spirit to fill us. And experience what God has for us. My prayer, my dream for Colette Community Church is that we would be known as a powerhouse for the Lord place where people come in and they experience the power and the presence of God. It doesn't matter who's leading worship or who's preaching. The power and the presence of God is so strong that sin cannot abide here. That men and women, boys and girls, will be turning their lives over to Christ. Folks, 
If you want to have a good year in 2015, God has declared it in His Word. You're not going to find it outside of that. The ideas of man is no match for the plans and purposes of God. Let's keep focused on Him. Lord bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.